Welcome to What the Twitch, the podcast in which we talk about our experiences being a small streamer in the Twitch universe. I'm Connor. I'm Risa. And thanks for joining us today. Welcome back to another episode of What the Twitch. Tonight we are going to be talking about anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's one of my many friends. I say that with sarcasm. <laughs> yeah, However, it's definitely, definitely something I'm accustomed to. Yeah, it's it's something that I feel like a lot of streamers can relate to. Uh, even if you don't live with anxiety in your everyday life, I feel like being live and a streamer can bring its own set of anxiety. We're just going to kind of go over it and how we kind of combat that uh, before ever even hitting the live button and what we do during stream when we feel anxiety. That's the plan. That's the goal. And to take in to, to kind of like disclaimer this episode, uh, neither one of us work in the metal medical field. We are not licensed therapists. We are not licensed medical personnel. The only thing that we're doing in this, in this episode is in as far as talking about the, um, you know, the anxiety in and of itself is our own personal experiences and how we've been able to cope as best as we can. Um, obviously our, you know, what, what's working for us isn't going to work for everybody, but this is not a medical advice episode. Absolutely not. I just disclaimer. I am not a doctor at all in the slightest, actually, Mm -hmm. uh, could not go to school for that. Yeah. We're just talking about personal experience on this one. And I know, I know me personally, um, I can tell when I'm starting to have my anxiety build up or I'm on the verge of an anxiety attack and that I get, I get exhausted. I just, I want to sleep. Um, and I get, obviously I get anxious. I get really, I get really worried about my content because I'm about to go live in like five minutes. And, um, all I can do is freak out and feel like all I want to do is just crawl into bed, throw the covers over my head and just sleep until tomorrow. I will admit that I have allowed my anxiety to stop me from hitting the live button a time or two. Um, I'll, I'll be sitting here. I'll be playing games already, which is the most ridiculous part about all of this. Is the simple fact that like I'll be like, oh, crap, I didn't plan what to do on stream tonight. I have nothing to do. And then I instantly I just start to panic about how the content ain't going to be good, how this or that. And then I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to continue to play my game. And I just don't hit live. When in reality, if I'm already playing a game, it could translate into stream and I could just do it live. Uh, But in that moment, my brain doesn't correspond to that. It definitely does not. Why are you typing numbers into chat? Um. Oh, you're counting. Okay. (laughs) Got it. Can't put put an um counter on on, on, on your side, so... Fair enough. I won't count those two against you either because they were <laughs> in attempt to explain something to me. Wow. Yeah, I was right there. Well, not was, still am right there with Rissa in that I will. I have more than one more more than one occasion uh, canceled stream at the last minute because I just couldn't get past it. I couldn't. I couldn't get past the the feelings. Uh, I couldn't just, I couldn't cope with it at the moment. So I just 
decided, nope, not not doing it today. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. And yet the only thing that's really actually ever worked for me was actually hitting the live button and actually going live. Like that's the only time that I've ever felt like felt better. Like within 10 minutes, 15 minutes of getting started and actually doing the content that I intended to do that day, uh, I started feeling better about it. And there's no, for me, there's no medication, no anything like that that's going to take and fix how I'm feeling going into these streams because my anxiety is directly related to these streams and, and a medication, alcohol, drugs, none of that's going to, none of that's going to take care of it for me. I just got to well, suck it up and push the button. Right. And I think one of the biggest thing that, that has helped me with hitting the live button is actually taking the time to loosely plan my content. Um, and I say loosely because I'm really bad at remembering to plan my content. Um, oh, I just did it again. Anyways. So what I'm kind of explaining is, is I have a calendar. You guys can't see it, but it's directly right there. And I kind of just put the game I'm going to play, how long I think I'm going to play for, and whatnot on the calendar and then when the day comes for me to go live i look up and i'm like all right so i had planned to do this for this long i could do that or i'm like mm, i'm not really feeling that i'm gonna switch that up and i'm gonna go do what i was gonna do on the next day on this day it just kind of gives me a a plan uh not saying it anyways <laughs> When, when planning my streams, it, it helps me. I, I'm very much a schedule type person that didn't count Ram. Um, ah, but that one did. Damn it. That's it, guys. That's the podcast. Us just saying um and laughing about it. Anyways. However, I'm very much a person that if I have a plan and a schedule and this and that, my anxiety isn't as bad. It's when I just kind of wing the whole show that my anxiety gets the best of me. Yeah, I can't, I can't relate to that to a degree. I mean, I understand making a schedule and making it work for you. Uh, that is something that can probably really help a lot of people, especially if they're the OCD type. Having a set plan of what they're going to do for the day is obviously going to be very, very helpful. It did not help me. It actually made me even more, even more anxious. Uh, for instance, Tuesdays, Tuesdays are my normal trivia, trivia days where I try to bring the community in, play some trivia games, have some fun with it. It's pretty consistent, but I still get really, really anxious before I start because for me personally, it's not so much about what am I going to do that day? It's how am I going to come off to everybody else? How do I, it's performance anxiety. Speaking of performance anxiety, this is completely derailing what we're talking about, but it, it, I just have to tell you the story because it's funny. So I had a buddy that we called performance shy because any time that he was like the center of attention, he just went quiet wouldn't talk wouldn't like he could be like you would stop to listen to him 
on what he was saying because what he was saying was interesting and he would just freeze and stare at you like what why are you looking at me so, so we did we called him performance shy probably kept on going until he realized everybody was watching him and all of a sudden the anxiety just nailed him oh yeah you could see it on his face well i, I get what connor is saying too because now i don't really feel the anxiety so much before i hit live it's while my just starting screen is going i sit there and i run through my my little welcome spiel the hi guys how are you today you know blah, 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 about 20 times before i switch screens and i still mess it up every time so i'm just socially awkward i need to accept that about myself hmm. <clears throat> you know and that's just how it is for some of us i'm socially awkward as well doing this the podcast the streaming that was intended to well, it was intended to serve two purposes for me personally number one it was a way for me to connect with people during the COVID pandemic since we couldn't go outside anywhere. Number right. two, it, it was my way of coping with my anxieties and my fears of talking in public. <clears throat> Even though I'm at my own desk, I'm still technically talking, you know, doing public speaking to a crowd of people that I can't necessarily look at. You know, I see names pop up on chat, but I'm not necessarily doing it in front of a crowd, but I feel like I am. And that thinking of that creates a lot of anxiety for me. And that's that's what gets me personally to the point where I'm about to chicken out of stream. <clears throat> Thankfully, right. once I actually do get in the stream and I suck it up and I hit that live button, it tends to go away. It doesn't go away immediately, but as the stream progresses. I get a little bit more comfortable with what I'm doing and that tends to make it go away for me until the next day. Then we start all over again, rinse and repeat. Vicious cycle. Well, and I think like, I'm severely ADHD. And I think that alone makes me a little bit more anxious when it comes to streaming. Um, I can't have a coherent thought process never has happened in my life. I don't know what that's like. I don't have like a A to B thought process. <sighs> See, and like chat distracts me and whatnot, but I think what has really helped me in reality is I have stopped trying to mask my ADHD while on camera. When I was worried about masking my ADHD, my anxiety was through the roof because I don't know how to mask it very well. I'm very, hey, here's this conversation. Wait a second, let me jump over here and then I'll come back. Oh, over here and I'll come back. Um, That's seven, by the way, Ram. <laughs> I just, I, I feel like once I stopped masking my ADHD and I was just like, my community is going to like me probably more as a space case than as somebody I'm pretending I'm not for to what seemed normal I, i'm a streamer on twitch is that normal like this well, is we a weird interest to get into for the simple fact that like at least this is my my experience anytime anybody asks me hey what do you do i'm like oh i'm a twitch streamer they're like what you're a what what do you do 
And I'm like, I play video games on the internet for a little bit of money. And they're like, oh, that seems odd. Sorry. Yeah, I never, never mention this kind of stuff to the boomers. <laughs> they just don't understand. <laughs> you know, half the Gen Xers don't even understand either, but this is, you know, this is the 21st century. This is where things are going now. You know, we realized with the pandemic that jobs can be done remotely from home. Why not this? And this was around long before before the pandemic started. But uh, no, I, no, I, I'm a Gen X. I discovered Twitch during the pandemic because I was watching so much. Okay, I'm going to sound like a nerd here, but let's be honest. I'm kind of a nerd. Uh, during the pandemic, I was watching a lot of Sims videos on YouTube. Well, then they would bring up at the end of the video, well, follow me on Twitch. And I was like, well, what's Twitch? So I came over to Twitch. Um, that's how I discovered Twitch. Like, I didn't discover Twitch in the interest of becoming a streamer. I was 100% a viewer first. Yeah, I was 100% a viewer too. And, like, I watched, like, partnered streamers even. I didn't know, like, a small community or a small streamer existed on Twitch. I just thought I was in these chats of, like, 300, 400 people at a time when I was viewing. And then I, was, I went to the browse section randomly one day. I don't know what possessed me to do that. But that's when I realized that there's people on here that are streaming to one or two viewers about a game that you are interested in. So I started hopping into them. Where, you know, I could have a conversation. When you're in a stream with upwards to 300 to 500 people, you can't really have a conversation with the streamer. It's, I don't know. I prefer small streamers, but. It I mean, is... I, prefer small stream I prefer small streamers as, as well for, for various reasons. I just checked my account age and I actually created my account three years ago. Three years ago, three years, one day. And that was so that I could... Uh, I had to do it on go to my go to my chat in my in my uh, on my now channel. I have to because that's where I had to do it. Uh, anyway, so three years ago is when I created my channel, but I'll be coming up in July. I'll have streamed for two years. I don't know when in July. I think it was pretty much pretty much early July. But that's when I that's when I actually started streaming. So I had my, my Twitch account for an entire year prior to actually setting up and starting to stream. And I think a lot of people were like that as well. <clears throat> but I mean, as far as anxiety is concerned, anxiety is going to come from a lot of different, different aspects. There's so many different personality types that are, that are out there. There are those that are just, you know, if you take, if you take the high school route of things, you've had the, the, those that were just, not necessarily class clowns, but they were out there. They were extroverts. They loved to be the center of attention, you know, and not necessarily in a bad way. They just, they just enjoyed entertaining their friends. And there's a lot of that on Twitch, but there's also those that were more reserved, more, uh, the word I'm looking for. Um, quiet. Much more quiet would be a good one. They didn't like to stand out much. They were more the wallflower type where they just like to watch and, and such. But they, they flew under the radar. Very much so flew under the radar. Mm -hmm. And they, they just, they found something within Twitch that 
worked for them as a streamer. Maybe it's like for me working through my personal issues, anxiety, introvertedness, speech impediments, things like that. For the most part, I just wanted to hang around friends again and I made more. Well, but the anxiety I, was still there. I went and checked my account age without realizing that I made this account to stream on. So my my account has only been active for a year, 10 months, 25 days, and 9 hours. Because this is the one I created to stream on. Um, if I went and logged into my other one, I would probably have a more accurate of when I joined Twitch. Um, that's... Yeah. Uh, however, I think, like I said, the, the anxiety part of it for me really stems from the fact that I don't want to seem like the socially awkward person I am. I wanted to put on, like, this persona of, like, for once having my shit together, you know? Maybe, maybe fool a bunch of people that I am a put-together person. I couldn't keep that gig up for very long. I'm just, I'm a very scatterbrained person. I'm very, I'm not organized. Yeah, imposter syndrome hit me hard. Very hard. And I just, I think with me, it was more or less that like, it's easier for me just to get on here let my ADHD take over because then like it fills the empty spots in chat. Like I, I talk to myself all the time with ADHD brain. So when I was trying to mask that ADHD brain, I wasn't like commentating the way I needed to for stream, which then was giving me more anxiety. Cause I was like, well, I just watched my VOD and like for 30 minutes, I didn't say a word. Now I watch my VODs and I'm like, did I, did that wait, that really came out my mouth. All right. But <laughs> I personally, like, I watch my VODs a lot to see where I could improve and whatnot. And I can honestly say if I were to watch, yes, fuck you, grandma was one of them. That one kind of su surprised me after I said it. Um, It is, it, it's one of those things where if I watch one of my earlier VODs, Compared to my VODs of the podcast, even. Which, I get it. I have to talk a lot. It's a podcast. It's kind of the whole point of a podcast. However, even when Connor is talking, my face is reacting. In my earlier VODs, I was literally... I kid you not, guys. This was me. Oh, fuck. Chat. Oh, nobody talked. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, just completely just so focused in your game. You had no idea what was, that other stuff was going on around you. I did the and same the, thing. And like my face was just one face. There were no facial expressions. There was no personality. Because I tried so hard to mask my real identity, the ADHD of it all. And I think that that's the point where I realized that my anxiety was getting really bad every time before I'd hit live is because I would have to mentally prepare 
I, I just, I really had to prepare myself to put on this front of somebody that had coherent thoughts because that ain't me. And not even that, I also had to, while trying to hide that, still be entertaining. And it just got to the point where I realized that wasn't going to work for me. So the anxiety just started eating me alive. I was like, well, what am I doing wrong? Maybe, maybe I'm not meant to be a streamer. Maybe I'm not meant for this. Maybe this, maybe I just need to quit. Really glad I didn't. Really glad I just quit putting on a front instead of quitting streaming altogether. And now I will admit too, that I do struggle with streaming still. Especially since I came back from my long extended period of a break, which was about seven months long, I want to say. I didn't stream. It was very, coming back, I, there, there's definitely a change in my stream, in my community. Before then, I had a very close-knit community based off these discords I was in. People only there because they had to support to be in the discord. So I did. I had 15, 18 people in my chat at a time, most of them lurkers. To now, I have, well, shit, I don't even know because I turned my numbers off. I don't know how many people are in my chat at a time. It's not important to me. What's important to me is the people that are there that connect with me on a personal level. Well, as personal as you can get through a screen. And building a community that I actually feel a part of. I'm not the leader of it. I'm a part of my community. I, uh, I had a slightly different route. Uh, and I still have the anxiety from it. So in a lot of ways, I started off exactly like Chris. So when I first started streaming, I created this, this character, basically try to put off this, this highly energetic vibe. And it, I could not, could not maintain it because it wasn't me. Now there are though, obviously there's going to be those people who just naturally give off a high energetic, a highly energetic vibe, and that's going to work. But it was just something that I couldn't maintain, and I wound up giving up on it easy. There was another streamer when I first started, first got started. Her name, she goes by Kitty Goes Boom, uh, which I, I've loved that name. She kind of somewhat coached me in that she was reminding me to talk more. If I'm going to take and play a game like a builder, like Satisfactory or something like that, I need to talk about what I'm doing. I can't just be so focused on it that I'm not watching chat and all these people going, what are you building now? What are you doing here? What are you doing that? You know, explain it to us. <clears throat> then I was playing other games, which are more action packed, like shooters playing Fortnite for a while. I could not keep up with chat at all. And I was well, terrible it, at it anyway. So I got, I just, I gave up on that. When playing like, and I struggle with shooters too, for the simple fact that if I'm not paying attention to the game, I'm going to die. I did, yes. So I decided that, well, for one, I'm not a first-person shooter type of person anyway. Just don't really pique my interest. However, I did play Fortnite a few times on stream, and I just realized that it's unrealistic for somebody with ADHD 
to play a game that requires attention and pay attention to to chat. Uh, it's either I'm dying constantly and it's not very good content overall for the Fortnite lovers, or I'm focused on my chat the whole time. And at that point, I might as well just be chatting. Be a just chatting streamer, which I did for a while. That was a trip. Yeah, but I let the anxiety get to me. Well, it started with the imposter syndrome. And then when I dropped, when I dropped the whole character bit, and started being more me, I started, I did start drawing in a few more people. The hours I was streaming was helping the, the people that in the discord community that I was involved with was, was kind of helping, but I was still having a lot of, of anxiety issues. And then I was going from roughly 20 people in my stream, you know, per stream to I'm lucky if I have six at this point, but I also, I, I caused that when I took a long break, my anxiety had gotten so bad that I took a that I, I I took what I had intended to be a one week break wound up being a five week break. And everybody that was in my community moved on. They thought I wasn't coming back. I thought I wasn't coming back. Uh, yeah. uh my one week break turned into a seven month break, so you, you still did better than I did. Yeah, well we both came back, so that's the important part. Right. And I I think too that like at the time that I took my break my entire world had shifted personally in my personal life. Uh, that's right around the time that I first found out grandma had cancer. Um, and that woman raised me at that, at that time, it really felt like my world was stopping, uh, which really didn't help the anxiety when I'd go live because here I am trying to keep it together in my personal life. And now I have to sit here and keep it together on stream and not have a mental breakdown on stream. And it just got to be too much to hold at once. So I made the decision to take a step back from streaming, handle what I needed to in my personal life so that I would be able to come back to stream, provide great content and be present on stream. However, the anxiety of the fact that I took a break and that I was going to lose my community and was it worth starting over again, would anyone even come back? I think that was the biggest thing that gave me anxiety is I'm going to hit live and nobody is going to be there. Stopped me for months. It, it took Connor and Tin Man... On a recording of the podcast, we had stayed in the voice chat afterwards to convince me to come back. They were like, yeah, we did. they were like, well, we miss you streaming. We loved your content. Who cares if you have to start over? So mm -hmm. my, my friends helped me push past the anxiety of it a little bit. But that first time I hit live again, I was so nervous and so scared. I... It was almost like I forgot how to stream. I was just kind of like, okay, camera's on. I'm here. Now what? Because my anxiety was like, I felt it through my entire body that this stream was just going to be a terrible stream. And I just knew it. Turned out that was one of the best streams I'd had. Once I let the anxiety go. And people came into chat and were all like, oh, you're back. It's nice to see you. How you been? Conversation started flowing. Everything else. It, it's very 
And I think that's what Connor has been getting at too, is it, he has the anxiety. He hits the live button after a little bit, the anxiety goes away and he starts enjoying it again. He has to get over the anxiety first though. Yep. And that's the biggest hurdle. You got to get, you got to be able to, you got to be able to push past that wall in order to be able to continue to do this. Cause the anxiety is always going to be there. I could lie to you and tell you that it's going to get better and it's going to go away at some point. Uh, it's never going to go away. Now you will get used to it. You will f- figure out ways to get around it, to cope with it, to build off of it. Uh, but it will always be there. It will, it will never go away. I will only, I can only say that it will lessen at some point and it will get easier as long as you get keep the routine you just have to keep pushing yourself that's the only bit of advice that i can take and 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 offer in that in that regards because everybody's reaction to the reaction to the anxiety and how they deal with that anxiety and that reaction to it is going to be different for for everybody it's just a matter of for me personally it's just a matter of understanding you can do this it is actually okay. Go ahead right. and do it. Uh, so I'm going to get a little personal. I've been struggling with the fact of streaming. I've now gone two weeks. This is my first stream in two weeks. I acknowledged that. And I was like, no, screw this. I messaged in our group message, Connor, Ram, and Koga. And I was like, I need somebody to hold me accountable to hit the live button. When I am supposed to stream... Just message me and tell me, yo, it is live time. Go live. And it happened. We're live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Start off real simple. Are we recording today? Right. Yes, we are. <laughs> Makes that question. Because then the other question would have been, what am I streaming today if we're not recording? And we wind up having a long discussion. Probably, I think now that, that question was actually answered. Uh, it was the zoo, uh, zoo Tycoon Sims. or Sims, I think. It, I think it was. But those are two games that you love, and that's that's kind of uh, uh, another part of this. In that, especially for me, and this is again me talking personally about myself. There are going to, you are going to come across times you want to switch it up a little bit. You want yeah. to change up your content, and that's going to drive up even more anxiety. Do some new stuff. Um, but sometimes being in doing the regular things, doing the games that you enjoy doing or doing the types of content that you've always enjoyed doing is probably the best thing you could possibly do when your anxiety is just way up there. You know, keep your schedule. If you're like, I'm going to do like on Thursday, I'm doing something completely new. I don't know how it's going to work. I'm scared to death of it. Uh, I'm expecting it to be a complete and total failure. But I'm going to do it anyways, but I'm going to freak the fuck out the entire time leading up to that, leading up to that moment. But there's going to be times where, where it's not going to be as big of a deal. Like you're not doing some new turn. Just, I'm just going to play a new game. I'm going to, I'm going to play game XYZ for, for the first time and came a little nervous about it, but it's not some big event kind of thing like that. It's okay to switch that up and be like, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to go back and play Sims. I've, I feel I'm just having a really 
highly anxious day and I just need to go back to doing something that I enjoy doing it and doing it with you guys and just kind of calm down a little bit. And then maybe I'll get back to that new game next week or a couple of days from now or something like that. You, you can't, you, you can't be, while I encourage you to take and push through the barriers that the anxiety has put up in front of you, don't be afraid to go around right, them like, too. Kind of, Kind of how Connor is saying is Sims is very much a comfort game for me. It's a game I play when one, my life is chaotic and I just don't want to deal with it. I play a pretend life. That's okay. However, when I am having a lot of anxiety about streaming and creating good content and stuff like that, I do tend to go to the zoo, zoo tycoon or the Sims because those are games I can play mindlessly and still connect with chat. Uh, so when I'm playing those games, it's more of a relaxed kind of stream. I don't really want, there's not going to be any like big moments in that stream. Probably it's just going to be us chatting about our days, our lives, whatever, while I play a comfort game, which also helps ease the, the anxiety of it. However, I'm also a gluten for punishment, I think, because some of my favorite games are jump scare games, which then in turn, the anxiety's not going to go away that stream. I'm literally adding to the anxiety, which is where the term fuck you, grandma, even came from. It's when I was playing, I think it was summer of something or other, summer of 98 or something like that. 78, I don't know, whatever that game's called. And this old lady jumped out at me. And because my anxiety was already so high, and then this game was, like, intensifying it, I some out-of-pocket things came out of my mouth. Good content, though. So sometimes I also build off the anxiety. I purposely play games I know are going to intensify the anxiety, and that's the point. Because I've learned it <sighs> makes great moments. Yeah, I... It can make for great moments, but it's also a way to desensitize yourself mm -hmm. to a certain degree. Again, anxiety is not, not, not going anywhere, uh, you know, not unless you're unconscious, which would make for a very interesting uh, Actually, stream. sometimes when I'm unconscious, my anxiety is actually yeah. at its peak. It can be for some people. Like we were saying, everybody's different. Everybody, everybody develops the anxiety differently. Everybody responds to the anxiety differently. Everybody is going to handle the anxiety differently. The only thing that I can encourage, like, absolutely encourage, like do not do this. Don't go to the bottle. Don't go to the bottle to relieve your anxiety. Don't. That's just going to lead you down yeah. a very, very bad path. I am. <clears throat> go. Go to friends. Go to people you trust if you have one of those moments go to a uh have a have a voice chat with some of your friends and be like look i'm in a bad place right now i'm kind of really having my anxiety is really really up just kind of help me through this and you know see you know that that could be something that could help oh, why are you holding yeah seven? sorry i was waiting for you to finish your thought because you brought up not turning to a bottle <laughs> i am seven months sober not a drop of alcohol in seven months. And my my anxiety has been better. A lot better. 
which is an amazing, amazing thing. You know, it's not, it's not something easy when you've, when you've got that problem and you fought your way and you, it's, it's a fight to get out of there. That's, that's a fight. And, and it's a, it's a continuous fight and you've done it for seven months and that's nothing to, you know, that's, that's nothing to sniff at, you know, oh, yeah. that's incredible. It's, like Connor said, it's a constant battle. Uh, I almost caved the other day. But then I I actually made a list of people who would be mad at me if I took a drink. And I made a list of people who would be happy if I took a drink. And then I weighed the opinions of the people on those lists. And the ones that were going to be mad at me, their opinion were higher in my opinion. So I didn't take a drink. Also, ADHD moment. We totally just derailed. But. To a point, well, not really. I mean, we, we did to a degree, but the, 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 the point of that story was to remind people to not use drugs and alcohol as a coping mechanism for the anxiety. It's not no. the solution. Despite what chemistry said, alcohol is actually not no, a solution in this you... case. <laughs> You think, oh, it's fine. It's just a few times that I've used alcohol to help me, whatever. Uh, and then you're looking at an addiction counselor in the face asking for help. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not easy and it's hard. It, it's hard to ask for the help. I, I struggled with it. And it did. It started out with, I'm not socially awkward if I have a beer or two before I go do anything. I 100% used it as a crutch and then it became an addiction. It's better just to be socially awkward. Hey, sometimes socially really awkward is, is just more fun. Man. Like you cannot say that I am a boring person because I'm not. I know that. And I'm just as shocked about what comes out of my mouth as you are. Sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> let it go let that let that freak right. flag fly but i think overall tonight like to, tonight's episode is more or less just trying to show you guys we're human we feel anxiety we struggle with anxiety mm -hmm. me and connor handle our anxiety completely different we react to it completely different you're going to react to your anxiety completely different but we encourage you to keep going and don't let it stop you from going down this journey that is streaming. Uh, Cause honestly, like this is one of the best journeys I've ever been on. I don't think one, I would have ever even thought to get sober had it not been for my streaming journey. My streaming journey actually made me look inside myself a lot more than anything else in my life has. Cause now I have a community that in a, in a way looks, up to me to be a role model and if i'm sitting here and i'm spewing toxicity towards you guys i guess i just wouldn't be comfortable spewing toxicity to a community i want to be the best version of myself for you guys that would also be really counter to your personality as well <laughs> you've always been 
a warm and welcoming type of person and highly entertaining. <clears throat> so to hear you, you know, for as long as I've known you, to, to, to hear you just kind of, you know, spew toxicity or things of that nature, I'd be texting you being like, what's going on? Are you okay? Right. Talk to me. No, and, and that's just it is I am a very warm and welcoming person. Naturally, that's just who I am. I'm I'm a very kind, just warm-hearted person. But I let the world around me taint that for a long time. For a long time, I was just an angry person. And when I first started streaming, I was still that angry person. It was when I started streaming that I realized, like, I don't want to be angry anymore. I want, I want to genuinely be happy. Um, as I say that, a very depressing song comes on. It's fine. <laughs> um, right. Good thing we can't hear it. So well, I didn't want to be a hateful person anymore. I realized as I was streaming, uh, I didn't meet Connor until I want to say three, four months into my streaming journey. And by then I had already started to realize the things that I didn't want to be as a person. I've made a lot of changes just in the time that I've known Connor even that I'm sure Connor could probably point out. Uh, however, I just, I, I just want to be my best version for you guys. And I don't think that I could do that. If one, I was hiding the fact I had anxiety if I was hiding the fact that I am a recovering alcoholic with heart problems, you know, I think this is the most open I've been as a person is during this podcast. <clears throat> yeah. We learned a lot about each other <laughs> doing this thing. Uh, I, I've kind of I've kind of talked, you know, about talked out on this subject. I just kind of wanted to close my my feelings on it is that we I find that we are extremely lucky as streamers when we're dealing with these these issues, anxiety, uh depression, you know, imposter syndrome. We built a community and we can't be afraid to lean on those people to be part of that community for lack of a better way of putting it and just talking to people and just, even if it's just general chit chat, you don't exactly have to, you know, put yourself on the, on the therapy couch, so to speak, and, and just dump everything off, you know, on your community and stuff, just have a general conversation with them, find people, talk to those people that maybe you're even closest to, or just generally in your own discord, have that type of conversation. Say, Hey, look guys, maybe I'm not having such a good day. Can we just chit chat for a bit and, and talk about stuff? We have the tools. I think we've had more, I think we have more tools available to us than people that aren't streaming, but that's a no, personal I, opinion. I think I would have to agree with Connor's personal opinion of, it's like I've explained to my wife multiple times is I do not think that mentally I would be where I'm at had it not been for the friends and the community I have found while streaming. They, they, 
Connor, Ram, especially. I, I really want to say that is not only do they challenge me to continue going with this adventure, but they're also there in the moments where I feel like I can't. And I think that is more important than anything else. Find your community, lean on your community, use them as the support that they can be, and you'll be great. All right. All streamer spotlight. Yeah, mm, me too. That's all I have. Uh, okay. I gotta, I forgot who we hit up last. See, Molder. Oh, no, that was the one that we did with Krabby. Uh, no, there was, yeah, that I, I'm trying to get back into the podcast site. But I can't remember. I can just go to the podcast right here on my. Uh... Yeah, whatever's on episode 30. This is episode 31. That is insane. Holy crap, you guys. That is insane to me that we're on 31 already. Oh, oh uh, we did Disfill and Miss Megzi last time. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> All right, well, I, I got mine. Do you got yours? <laughs> Don't Anyways, get... tonight my small streamer spotlight is going to go on over to the River Rat. Uh, the River Rat is somebody that I have met through the Lunatics. However, I think that He's really good at conversations. You can go in and have a genuine conversation with him in his stream, and it's it's amazing. You can have debates, you can have conversations. He's just he's really somebody that I have grown to adore his style of streaming. And I think you guys should go check him out. All right, so my small streamer spotlight is going to Chub Chub Binks. She is a lady that I met while playing Dead by Daylight. Uh, pretty sure that I was the killer in that game. But she was extremely friendly in the game. She actually invited me over to play more games, actually, afterwards. So got to know her, got into following her stream, got to watch her content. She's very much a scary, uh, you know, horror game type of, uh, type of gamer, type of streamer. She does Dead by Daylight, Phasmophobia. Uh, I've seen her do the quarry before, but a very, very warm personality, very fun person to take and watch. Um, so yeah, go check her out. Consider following her and anybody else that we nominate in our in our small streamer spotlight. And again, we'll have their, the links to their Twitch channels in the description of the podcast. As always, thanks for listening. I'm Marissa. And I'm Connor. Feel free to pop into our Twitch channels and say hi. Our links are listed in the description below. We'll see you in the next episode.